You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Welcome to the How to Win podcast. Um, My name is LP, and I am standing in for Pastor Michael D. Moore, and uh, I am excited about today's lesson. We're going to be talking about, you know, Pastor Mike has been talking to us about our words and um, and what we're saying and things of that nature. And so I want to continue on those lines. And uh, the message that I want to talk about today is give life by speaking life, the power of the tongue. Give life by speaking life, the power of the tongue. We all know in Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Let's go over one more time. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, So we have to understand how powerful our tongue is as far as the things that we say we have to get we have to get this we have to get this we have to get this i know we quote the scripture and we sound real religious when we say it but do we truly truly believe and understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue so once we get a full understanding of that this is what's going to help us to communicate better, to say the right things um, in the right situation, or even in the wrong situation, make sure we say the right things because we want to give life by speaking life. And it's all because of the power of the tongue. I believe in this period in history, God is banking on us to be what he has called us to be and do what he has called us to do. I I, I don't think you heard what I said. I said, God, in this time, in this period, in history, God is banking on us. God is, he's he's in heaven, he's cheering for us. And he's like, you can do it, you can do it. I need you to do it. God is banking on us to be what he has called us to be and do what he has called us to do. I want to uh, help us to understand that we, we have, we have value. God has placed value on our lives. God has placed uh, gifts and callings and things of that nature. And God is banking on us to operate in those things so that his will can come to pass in the earth. Um, What we become and what we do is all connected to the life that we should be speaking. See, we have to understand that God has placed his word on the inside of us and we have a personal responsibility to speak his word. God has revealed his will to us and it is our responsibility to speak his will so that his will can come to pass. We learn that uh, 
we have been made in the likeness, in the image of God. And whenever God created the world, he created it. How? Through his word. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God didn't step out. Pastor always says, you know, he says this is the church. God didn't step out and say, man, it's so dark out here. <laughs> no, 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 no. God didn't say, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Then he seen it. And he said it was good. This, this is the way, this is how God functions. So we are not to allow what we see to dictate what we say. We have to speak according to what God's will is. We have to speak life into the situation. Our word is our words are just that powerful. We have the capability of changing the environment based off of what we see. We are not to, as Pastor was teaching us last week, we're not to see and say what we see. So when we see the negative circumstances, we are not supposed to just speak on that and say that and, and constantly harp on that and speak on that. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are doing in this hour. And this is not what we should be doing. We understand during this time, the social environment, you know, when it comes to race issues, when it comes to just issues in general, there's so much confusion and so many things going on. And we are not to agree with what we see and constantly meditate and speak on that. We have a responsibility as being the light of the world. We as being the salt of the earth. We as being a city on a hill that cannot be hid. When we unpack that statement, what I just gave, we are the light of the world. We are to bring, we are to illuminate in this world. We are to illuminate this world that's full of darkness and ignorance and confusion. We are the light. So we shouldn't be speaking the same way others are speaking. We shouldn't be saying the same thing that others are saying. We are the salt of the earth. Salt before, you know, this when Jesus said that we didn't have refrigerators and freezers. Salt was used to preserve the food that they had. So you have to understand not, that was because of its, its capability of preserving the food that we had, that gave salt value. And so salt was so valuable, it was traded for gold. They would have silent barters and they would trade salt for gold. So what Jesus was saying, you are the salt of the earth. You are the value of the earth. So with you understanding that you have the capability of illuminating a dark world, you have the capability of preserving people, you have the capability of doing this. And then he said, a city on a hill cannot be hid. You are that city on a hill that cannot be hid. I'd like to use the example of, you know, um, I can remember whenever, um, you know, I'm from the Gulf Coast, so everything where I'm from is flat, right? So I can remember when I first got to Birmingham, and I remember riding uh, down 65 South, uh, you know, uh, here, and you could see 
you can see uh, those big mountains and those, there's houses sitting on top of those hills. And whenever you're going down 65 South, uh, you can see that. And it's like, I'm my, my first time seeing that, I was like, wow, man, that's beautiful. So every time I'm driving down 65 and I see that, and I see those big mountains and those, those hills and those houses sitting up there, I'm like, man, that's beautiful. God will begin to reveal to me and speak to me. He said, this is who you are. This is how the world sees you. And I'm like, wow, Jesus, when he made that statement, that's how he felt about me? Yes, this is how God feels about you. And being that you are that city on a hill that cannot be hid, people are watching you and they can't help but to see you. They can't help but to see you. So watch this, why they are watching you and they can't help but to see you, they are watching what you are saying. They're watching, are you speaking life? Are you speaking death? When you speak to people, are you speaking life over people? Are you blessing people or are you cursing people? And I'm not just talking about using profanity, I'm talking about cursing people. You speaking something that's totally against what God said about them. So are you blessing people? Or are you cursing people? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? That's the question. So like I said last week, Pastor, Pastor Mike asked us, what do we see? Do we, do we see the walls? He was talking about the walls of, of, that was around Jericho. Do we see the walls? Do we see uh, our situation based off of uh, our skin color, based off of our gender, based off of all of these different things that we have allowed to be walls. And we, are we speaking the walls or are we speaking the promise that God spoke to us? Are you speaking? What about, what about yourself? Are you speaking what you see? Have you made poor decisions? Have you messed up in the past? Are you not what you want to be? Are you speaking that? Are you speaking your greatness? Because According to God, you the light of the world, you the salt of the earth, you're a city on a hill that cannot be hid. Are you speaking that greatness over yourself? Or are you speaking worthlessness? Do you feel worthless? You have to ask yourself that. Do, 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 you, do I feel worthless? Because if you feel worthless and you see worthlessness, you're gonna begin to speak worthlessness. Do, do you feel useless? I can remember uh, as a young man, um, you know, I dealt with, uh, because a lot of the negative circumstances that I had and a lot of uh, traumatic things happened to me as a young man, um, I, I felt like I didn't have a lot of worth. I felt like I, I was youth, useless. And I can remember I would battle with the issue of suicide you know, of, of even as a child, you know, I could, I could hear voices saying, you might as well just kill yourself, man. You know, nobody love you. Nobody wants you, you know, those feelings of being worthless. And I can remember for years I fought with that. But whenever I got into the word, I can remember whenever I started 
uh, reciting the word and speaking the word over myself. I, I remember coming to Faith Chapel and I learned about faith confession and I began to confess the word over myself. And I can remember confessing, I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth, a city on a hill that cannot be hid. That was building my, my self-esteem, my self-worth. And so I can remember when the last time I had that bout uh, a depression. This was years ago. I had about a de depression and I was feeling those negative thoughts. And it was, you know, and, and I actually had a conversation with the devil and the enemy. He always appeals to your, your, he appeals to your intellect and he always makes sense with what he's saying, even though he's lying to you because he's the father of lies. He's going to lie to you. But it, what he's, those lies that he's saying, they're, they're going to make sense. And I can remember in that negative bout with depression that I had, and I was, I, man, I was agreeing with Satan. And I can remember I shook myself. And I began to say, I will not take my own life because I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And because I'm the light of the world, if I, if I kill myself, the lights go out. And if the lights go out, people ain't going to be able to see. I begin to speak this. And I can remember I was walking through the crib, man. I was speaking that word. I am the salt of the earth. I'm a city on the hill that cannot be hid. He that knew no sin was made sin, that he would make me the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. I begin to speak what God said about me despite how I was feeling. And we have to make that decision to do so. And so once we continue to do that, those feelings of being worthless, those feelings of, of, of being useless, they will begin to leave as you speak the greatness that's on your life. You speak the blessing that is on your life that God has already spoken over you. You just have to make a decision to believe it. Everybody say, I believe that. You got to say it. Say, I believe that. I believe what God said. All right. This is a key that you need to remember. This is important because the way you see others is the way you see yourself. But it is also a reflection of how they see themselves. Ooh, ooh, ooh. See, you having the right words being spoken over yourself will help you to have a positive self-esteem and self-worth. Because if you have a negative self-esteem and you have negative, a negative self-worth, then you will begin to see people based off of how you see yourself. And other people will see you based off of how they see themselves. And they will all, it, that's, it, it's like a deadly cycle that goes back and forth. It's, this is because of something called meta-perception. Meta-perception, okay? Meta-perception is the way we imagine other people see us. When someone has very low self-worth, they think that other people see them as undeserving. Now, what, what, where, do, where do we remember that? We, we saw that in the scriptures. You remember in Numbers chapter 13, um, whenever they, there was a, they had a responsibility, to, uh, 12 spies were to go out and they were to look at the promised land and they would come back. 
And it says that they came back with an evil report. Okay, and then that evil report, listen to what they said. This is uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. It says, there we saw, they're going to say what they saw. We saw the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. He said, we, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. They had a negative self-assessment. He said, he, said, he said, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So they, 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 they had this idea that because the way they saw themselves, they had this idea that they, the other people saw them that way. And this is right here. This is what happens. We have this negative assessment of self and we walk around and we believe we believe other people perceive us in that same manner. And so as a result, also, whenever we have that negative assessment of ourselves, we perceive others the same way. And so if you see yourself as negative, Whatever negative vibe you may pick up from someone else, you immediately you're going to pick up on that and you're going to speak to that. And you're going to speak to them based off of how you see them. And you're going to see them the same way you see yourself. So if you see yourself in a negative light, you'll see them in a negative light and you'll speak to them based off of that negativity that you see. And so that negative energy continues and it reciprocates. It goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. This is what the Lord showed me. God is calling us to come to a place of maturity. We have to become mature. God is calling us to a place of maturity. This is why the local church has been important for us. It is important for us to be a part of a local church. It is important for us to be a part of a local church. Let me say it again. It is important for us to be a part of a local church. It is important for us to have access to our pastor that is in our life helping to mature us. As Pastor, has been, Pastor Mike has been growing us up through God's word, this has been done so to help us to become who we are supposed to be and to do what we are supposed to do. A lot of us have been in church and we have not been giving heed to what we have heard. As a result, we have delayed our maturity. Mm. There's been a delay in our maturity because we have not taken heed to what we have heard. We've been sitting in church all this, all this time. We've been learning all these great things about ourselves. Pastor has been teaching us all of these different things to help us to mature, growing us up through God's word, giving us God's word. But have we been aggressively studying what we've been taught? Have we been aggressively taking what we've been taught and applying it? Have we been aggressively 
taking those messages and meditating on, on those messages and listening to those messages over and over and over, getting it into our spirit. I went from 2003 to 2008. No cable TV. No, I'm, a, I'm an extreme Chicago Bulls fan and I'm an extreme Saints fan. No Chicago Bulls. No New Orleans Saints. Even to, when we got Drew Brees, I didn't see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't see it. When we got Reggie Bush, I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? When we had got that 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 season, whenever we cranked it up and the Saints was taking it to the net, I didn't see it. Because I was in that time, I had totally pushed away from all that, and I gave time, attention, and effort to studying that word, listening to that word, meditating on that word, getting that word down on the inside of me. And so whenever I decided to go back and engage sports and all this other stuff, I fell into a negative circumstance. And in that negative circumstance, that's where I was in that place where things were dark and I was about ready to give up. But all what I had been meditating on, it came up. And I begin to speak the word and I begin to speak life and I begin to do this. And so it became a natural part of my makeup, a natural part of my being. So as a result, whenever I see people, I'm always going to speak the blessing over them. I'm always going to speak positive words on, on, over them. I don't care if they're a negative person. I'm going to speak the blessing over you. I'm going to speak the blessing over you. I'm going to speak positivity in your life. I'm gonna, and when I'm behind your back, I'm going to speak positivity in your life. No matter how negative you've been to me, I'm going to speak positivity in your life because that is what we are. We are instructed to do that. We're instructed to do that. Look, check this out. It's I, 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 I came up, this was in my notes. I said, mature people use their tongue as a tool to bless people by speaking life. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mature people use their tongue as a tool to bless people by speaking life. Woo! See, in that place of maturity, we 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 use our tongue as a tool to speak life and bless people. That's a mature, that's a mature place. You have to use your tongue as a tool to bless people. Now watch this. Immature people use their tongue as a weapon to curse people by speaking death. Mm. They use it as a weapon. Why would people use their tongue as a way? You know, you know people, you know the people that, that can, when they say something to you, they'll split you in two. <laughs> when they say something about you, they'll split you in two. Like they can say something, and when they say it, I'm talking about it just rips them apart. And let me tell you, let me tell you how powerful each side is. When you use your tongue as a tool to bless people by speaking life. Because you are the light of the world, because you are the salt of the earth, because you are a city on a hill that cannot be hid, it blesses people on a whole nother level because you said it. When you speak positivity to people, when you speak positivity about people, it holds and carries so much weight because you said it. <laughs> you the light of the world. You the salt of the earth. So when you say that, 
When you speak life over people, when you bless people, it carries so much weight. That blessing, it rains heavy in that person's life. Now watch this. You still the light of the world. You still the salt of the earth. You still a city on a hill that cannot be hid. But in that place of immaturity, when you use your tongue as a weapon and you curse people, and you speak death over people, it holds so much weight because you said it. You're not just any old body. You somebody. You are, you are God. You are a peculiar people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a king and a priest. So when you use your tongue, and you speak negative over people and about people, oh my God, it's like a wrecking ball going into a building. But unfortunately, we, we've, we've been accustomed to using our tongue as a weapon because of the past trauma that we've experienced and we have not healed from that stuff. If you can remember when we was young, and we played the dozens and, and we cracked on each other or we ribbed on each other or we, you know, whatever you say, whatever area you from. When we made those jokes, we had to learn how to be skillful with our tongue to say the most uh, degrading thing to and about somebody or their mama. You see what I'm saying? We, we came up in a culture. That's what we did. We crack on each other and we destroy each other's personal esteem. We use our tongue as a weapon. You understand? We 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 in this culture where whenever a, a a rapper don't like another rapper, they come up with beef songs, right? And they use these songs to say all types of negative things about the person that they're talking about. And they use their tongue as a weapon to speak death. We have been conditioned to speak death over each other, right? And when we get upset and we get angry, right? And we use our tongue as our weapon to get them straight, to get them told, to give them a piece of our mind, to curse them out. All that is a byproduct of trauma that you have not healed from. And you need to get help. You need to get help. You need some counseling. You need some help. You haven't gotten it down through your skull that you cannot use your tongue as a weapon to curse people and speak death. But unfortunately, we've been conditioned to do that as a, 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 a mechanism to, to, to uh, um, we use it as a weapon. You know, we're trying to protect ourselves. I got to protect myself. And so we have to come to a place where we trust God and we get in that word and we learn what God said about us and we observe how God spoke over us and, and, and we begin to operate and function in that same manner, right? See, Jesus gave us an illustration whenever he cursed the fig tree. Now, this was a fig tree that he did this to. This wasn't a person. This was a fig tree that he did this to. He said, no more fruit will grow from you. And they, the disciples looking like, man, what, what, what are you doing? He, they left. They came back. When they came back, the tree had them withered. That's like, oh, my goodness. Jesus, look at the tree. <laughs> and, and that's when he began to 
Teach them. He told them, have faith in God. And that's whenever he began to tell us, whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive, and you shall have them. He said, you shall say unto this mountain, you speak to this mountain, and tell it to be cast into... To, you have that saying, you have that power. That's the power that you have. And so it's a lot of people, you have been treating them like that fig tree. You've been speaking negative and that tree been because of what you've been saying. It's people in your life, they can't even get themselves together right now because of what you said. Now watch this. It's a lot of us right now, we can't, we haven't been able to get ourselves together because of things that authority figures said about us, things that our parents said about us and said to us. You ain't, you're going to be sorry just like your daddy. A lot of pa our parents said that. Oh, girl, you ain't going to be good for nothing but laying on your back. It's a lot of our parents said that. It's a lot of authority figures said that. It's a lot of authority figures spoke ill about our weight. And it's a lot of us struggling with our weight right now to this day because of what has been spoken over us. We have to recover from these things. And one way that I know that I know that I know we can recover from this is by rehearsing what God said about us. <laughs> if we meditate and rehearse what God said about us, that will totally come against everything, authority figures, parents, friends, the people in the neighborhood, the people in the community. It'll totally go against all that and give us a sense of security. Now watch this. Because of the blessing that the Lord has spoken over us, now we are blessed. And when we are blessed, we can now be a blessing. And that's that thing that God is calling us to be and calling us to do. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this. As we come to a place of maturity, there's a list of things that we can no longer do. When we come to that place of maturity, it's no more giving people a piece of our mind. <laughs> hey, you thinking to yourself, LP, man, uh-uh, man. Sometimes you got to give people a piece of your mind. They just, you, they just, you know, you just got to get some folks straight sometime. So is that what God told you to do? Did God tell you to give them a piece of your mind? Did you get an unction from the Holy Ghost to give them a piece of your mind to, 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 to get them told, right? <laughs> Okay, watch this. In that place of maturity, here's another thing we can no longer do. We can no longer be blowing up and going off on folks. Man, LP, I don't know, man. I, you know, sometimes you just got to blow up on folks, man. You, you just, you just got to go off on folks. See, what it is, is because of those traumatic experiences that we've had, we have been hurt. And there's a real thing. Hurt people hurt people. So every time you get hurt, you have a natural tendency to hurt people. Now watch this. When you blow up and curse folks out and go off on folks, when you blow up on people, you are taking that hurt that you have and you are, you having it, your intention is I'm going to hurt them with what I'm saying. 
I'm going I'm going to blow up on them because I want them to hurt. And the reason why I want them to hurt is because I'm hurting. And a lot of times when you blow up and you curse folks out, it's because you got problems that ain't got nothing to do with them. And you're making them pay for what you got going on personally. You making them pay for what such and such did to you. You making them pay for what your mama did to you when you was little. You making them pay for what your daddy did to you when you was little. You making them pay for what the people in the community did to you when you was little. You making other people, you constantly making people pay for what other folks did to you. And you need some help. That's why you can't control your flesh. And see, when you blow up on folks, it feels good to your flesh. And your flesh feel good for that moment. But because you are the light of the world, because you are the salt of the earth, because you are a city on a hill that cannot be hid, later on, now you got conviction setting in. And you thinking to yourself, I shouldn't have did that. Man, I shouldn't have said that. Not an enemy coming in. Look at you. You're supposed to be the light of the world. You're supposed to be the salt. Look at how you're doing these, these folks. Now you got condemnation going on. So you got guilt and you got condemnation beating you up. And all of these things are messing with our minds. So this is why we have to come to this place of maturity and we have to learn how to speak life and speak the blessing over people. Amen. Amen. God taught Moses how to speak life and bless the people. Look over here in Numbers chapter 6, uh, verse 22 and 26. Look what it says. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So he taught the look, he taught him. God taught him how to teach someone else how to bless people. <laughs> Ain't that good? Ain't that good? So God wants to teach you how to bless people. He wants to teach you how to bless people. Again, this is the reason why it is important for us to be a part of the local church. This is the reason why it is important for when pastor teaches you things, it is important for us to take that stuff. Take what he's saying. Take what pastor is teaching us. Meditate on it. Meditate. Go back and read it for ourselves. Meditate on it. Go over it. Over. Go over it over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have a responsibility to do that. I, man, I, I, I literally have thousands of dollars worth of tapes and CDs over the years in my home right now. And when pastor taught that message, I went up there and I bought that CD and I went home. I burnt several copies. I had a copy in the radio that was in the kitchen. I had a copy in the radio that was in the living room. I had a copy that was in the radio that was in the bathroom. I had a copy. <laughs> and I constantly, everywhere, this was back, back in the day, I'm constantly, I got that, when I go to the bathroom, boop, got that tape playing. When I go, when I go and, you know, got to take care of business in the bathroom, I have my Bible right there, boop, getting in that word. 
Finna take a shower, boop, turn the CD on. I get in the car, boop, turn that CD on. Listening to it over and over and over. Before I go to bed, put that CD on, put it on repeat. And I'm sleeping with that word playing. <laughs> we have to make a decision to get that word on the inside of us. Because the more that word you put in, the more that negative stuff you're going to get out. That's when mind renewal takes place. Mind renewal is an exchange that leads to change. When you exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. And when we get God's thoughts, that's when we begin to function the way God created us to function. This is very important. Watch this. Paul gave us a blueprint of speaking life and blessing people. Over here in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 14 and verse 17 through 21. Let's, let's, let's read through it. Let's, let's, let's unpack this. And then I'll be letting you go. It said, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Mm. He said, bless those that persecute you. People that persecute you, that's the people who are trying to get you off of off of focus, people who are trying to get you off of what you own. You on the word and you standing on the word. People trying to, they, 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 they speaking negatively about you because you trying to stand on the word. Those people are persecuting you. He said, bless and do not curse them. But unfortunately, because people coming against our campaign and what we doing or what the next, the, we got to, I got to give them a piece of my mind. I got to blow up on them. I got to curse them out. I got to, you know what I'm saying? But that's not how we should be functioning. He said, bless and do not curse. Watch this. He said, repay no one evil for evil. Ooh. Repay no one evil for evil. You know how we like to do that? Well, where LP, you, you don't understand what they did to me. So, so, so you don't understand. You, you know, she gonna call me and cuss me out. So I turn around, I cussed her right back out. See, that's your immaturity showing. That's your immaturity showing. See, you saying you cussed them out because they called you and cussed you out. So basically, you became a follower at that point in time because they cussed you out and you turned and you followed their lead and you cussed them out too. But you're supposed to be the city on the hill that can't be hid. You're supposed to be the leader, but you became the follower. You repaid the evil for the evil. Ooh, LP, I don't know, man. I don't know. See, I'm telling you, God is calling us up. He's calling us up. LP, I don't know, man. That's, that's a little too much, man. That's a little too much. I'll give you an example of that happened to me one time. Um, I, I work in a barbershop, and this was this was couple, probably about five, six years ago. So I'm in a barbershop. You know, I like to talk about real, you know, issues and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm talking and you, well, we going back and forth. We having a good time. We talking about the situation. And there was a brother in there, you know what I'm saying? And the brother, he said, uh, he said, um, he said, LP, you know, because what I was saying that we was talking about church clothes or something. I was like, man, I wear tennis shoes to, to, to church. You know what I'm saying? I wear tennis shoes and snapback hats and fitted hats to church. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and they was like, nah, man, that ain't right, man. You got to come with your church clothes on this and the other. I was like, man, look, bro, man, you 
you come as you are. If you wear tennis shoes, man, bring them tennis shoes. Come on in the church. So they had a brother. He stood up. He said, you know what, man? I'm listening to what you're talking, man. And somebody need to stand up to you. You always be saying all this stuff because he come from a church where they believe that you got to have your Sunday's best on. So he's like, somebody need to stand up to you and tell you about yourself. And, and this brother went off on me, man. And then his wife was right there with me. And she stood up and she's like, yep. And he be talking to all this stuff and he be so sincere and he be sincerely wrong. And somebody need to say something to you. And that, I'm talking about this sister went off and I'm looking like, looking at him like, bro, you gonna get, <laughs> you gonna get your wife. <laughs> you gonna get your wife. <laughs> so they going off, right? So while they going off and they finish saying what they saying, I stood there and I looked at him. I, I cut my clippers off. I stood there and I looked at him. And this is what I said. I said, you know what? Y'all might be right. Turn my clippers back on, start back cutting. So everybody kind of looking. They trying, they trying to see what LP going to do. <laughs> I said, y'all might be right. So I start back cutting. I had the capability of giving them a piece of my mind. I had the capability of going back off on them. But I have a responsibility with my words to speak life. So at that point in time, my flesh is all over the place. And so I gave them, the scripture said, a soft answer will turn away wrath. I had to do the word, soft answer. Everything was over. Years later, I was reached out to. They contacted me and apologized to me for how they handled me in that barbershop. Now, I, I confronted the brother on what he did and what took place and told him that that was not right. I confronted him, but that was between me and him. But if you got that immaturity going on and you, uh, oh, they embarrassing me. People think I'm weak or people think I'm a chump or people I'm embarrassed. Then you're going to be forced to repay evil for evil. But the scripture told us not to do that. Watch this. It says, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. He said, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And he said, beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. See, like, y'all... Because you don't trust God. You feel like God is not a promise keeper. So you don't believe that he will take vengeance. You, 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 say, you say, well, God, you too nice to people, so I'm going to take vengeance. So you push God out the way and you handle it. That's because of that immaturity and you don't trust God. He said, it is written, vengeance is mine I will repay, says the Lord. Now watch this. You want to know who, who going to get paid back? God going to repay you. He going to take care of you. Any loss you may have suffered, he going to take care of you. He going to fix it. He going to vindicate you. He going to put you in a place where thou hath prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. <laughs> so where you, but if you don't trust God, if you got to protect yourself, you going to bring the wrath. And when you bring the wrath, you are going to destroy people. You're going to hurt people. You're going to misrepresent the God who you serve. 
Uh, look what he said. He said, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him the drink. For in doing so, you will heap hot coals on their head. Do not, and I'm going to say this and I'll be closing soon, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I'm going to tell you a story, and then uh, then I'm going to go ahead and close out. I can remember I was working uh, I was working at this plant years ago, and I can remember there was a brother, you know what I'm saying, who this dude was like, he had a problem with me. He had a serious issue with me. He was jealous of me for many different reasons, you know what I'm saying? And I can remember, man, this brother used to say some hateful things to me. He used to say some hateful things about me. I'm talking about, man, this brother, he get behind my back and talk, I'm talking about talking behind my back, dog me out. I'm talking, he made it very clear that he did not like me. I learned about it. I found out about it. And, you know, we, we eventually had a conversation and he told me how he felt about me or whatever. I said, man, I understand, man. I totally understand how you feel. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally understand. Let me tell you what happened. He was in the break room and he was talking about, man, I'm stressed out, man. You know what I'm saying? Back to school coming up, man. I ain't got no money for my son, no school shoes and woo -woo -woo. I was listening, ear hustling. Hmm, okay. So I went and found out from his cousin because his cousin worked there. Uh, I found out from his cousin. I said, hey, hey, uh, how old is his son? It's such such son. He was like, oh, he's such such. I like, by what size shoe he wears? He was like, oh, he wear about a size such such. I like, okay, bet. So I went to the store bought his son a brand new pair of Jordans. And I came to work, came back to work on my off day. And I went into the plant and I said, hey man, I, I said, hey man, tell such such to come outside and holler at me right quick. So he came outside. When he came outside, I went to the trunk, bloop, popped the trunk. I was like, man, I need to holler at you right quick, man, come to the car. So popped the trunk, bloop, pulled out a footlocker bag. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I heard you talking about your son needing some school shoes. And I just wanted to look out for you right quick, man. He opened it up, look, he's like, man, bro, you ain't have to do that for me. I was like, nah, I know I didn't, but I just wanted to do that for you, bro. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Never had a problem with that brother ever again. I just want to encourage everybody. You have to understand and know. People are watching you and what you say, you have the capability of speaking life and totally taking people to another level, or you have the capability of speaking death and totally destroying people. I want to encourage you, use your words very, very wisely. Speak life. Speak the blessing over people. Because death and life is in the power of your tongue. Thank y'all so very much. I appreciate y'all from tuning in. And I hope y'all got blessed. Uh, shouts out to Pastor Mike Moore. Thank you so very much for the opportunity uh, to share God's word. And um, to everybody else, I love y'all. Thank God for y'all. And y'all be blessed.